Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company. We're a movement of artists and patrons who believe in the power of beauty to evangelize our culture. And we're so pumped you're here. I can hardly believe that we've only got three episodes left in season five of the Love Good podcast. Today, Marisol, our wonderful contributor, our director of operations, really Wonder Woman up there in Nashville. She's sitting down with singer-songwriter Taylor Linhart. All right, it's a beautiful conversation about true artistry and what it really means for all of us to be patient and present. I, this is something that beauty always does for me. It, it arrests my attention. It slows me down. It helps me to be present and ultimately to be patient, which is not something that comes very easily to me otherwise. And the other really neat thing about Taylor is she loves house concerts as much as we do. So she talks a lot about the, the great gift of sharing original music with others, which by the way, does lead me to the very obvious announcement that we have another live stream concert coming up soon. It's actually gonna be Thursday, June 10th with Dawson Hollow. You can find out more about that at lovegoodlive.com. I'll circle back at the end of the episode and tell you a little bit more details about that. But for now, sit back and enjoy this beautiful conversation between Marisol Alisea, Taylor Lenhart. And for now, check out this little excerpt of Happy or Whatever by Taylor, available everywhere music is found. I'm feeling all alone. My sister moved back home. All she talks about now is her brand new job and her fancy MBA. Her lawyer fiance, I'm the jerk for wishing she would just stop. I'm on the other side of the glass, looking at the life they have. Ain't it so much better? It's always easier to believe. It's easy for them to be happy or whatever. They're happy or whatever. Happy or whatever. Well, welcome to the Love Good Podcast, Taylor. How are you today? Thank you. It's so good to be here. I'm it doing great. Really great to be here with you. And I don't know how much our patrons know about you, but I really want them to know everything about you. So I will do my best. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start by just sharing like a little overview, like who you are, where you come from, like what prompts you to do music, just like what makes you tick, all of that. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of questions. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I live in Nashville now, so mm -hmm. I'm right down the road, but that's pretty new for me. I'm originally a Texan, so that's where I grew up in New Braunfels, Texas, which is in between Austin and San Antonio, a little s small town. And, you know, that's definitely where it started for me as far as just like kind of falling in love with music and mm -hmm. that becoming, I mean, even as a kid, it was such an important part of my life and you know I was almost that stereotypical you know emotional teenager who would just play a sad song and just like lay there in my room and listen to it and I I I felt like music was a way I made sense of my world my inner life even my 
outer life. And I didn't have aspirations to be an artist or a songwriter. I played, I started playing guitar in middle school. I would, you know, sing at youth group or church kind of events and that sort of thing. But I really just, I didn't see necessarily a career path or didn't feel like this is my dream. And I, and I almost stumbled into doing that in college. I think I wrote the first song that I really felt like, man, I think I'm on to something. And I discovered these other artists and storytellers. I think I was so drawn in by the storytelling part mm. of music. And so I think I just, I got hungry enough to kind of go, I want to, I want to tell a story. And I think I'm such a words person, but I feel the limitations of words. Yeah. I feel like they're not enough. It's like, I, there's something about the interaction of the lyric, the poetry and melody and rhythm and all the stuff that I'm like, it just helps me communicate something that I feel like I couldn't say just by myself. So I guess that's how I got into it. That's awesome. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Were either of your parents like mu musical at all? You know, not necessarily, not really. My my mom's not very musical. <laughs> um, my, she loves music though. Mom, yeah. if you're listening, uh, you're, you're so, you have a musical heart. Um, my dad like was in band and that kind of thing. And he's the one who taught me my first couple guitar chords and introduced me to a lot of just even the kind of old country and stuff that I grew up listening to. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was just something I'm actually adopted. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Which is like a whole other so thing. So maybe you like so inherited like, it. Yeah, I, I think the music for me is definitely, and the more I found out even about kind of my family and stuff, it, the music for me is like a, definitely a genetic thing. But then I think it really got nurtured in my family, which was great. They, you know, definitely celebrated that and honored that in me and made lots of space for That's it. That's beautiful. And, yeah. I think too, also, like also speaking as myself, like I'm not very artistic or creative, but I geared like I love being around creatives and I love building them up I mean that's why I'm in the job that I'm in <laughs> yeah it's because I I think I do have a very good ear for music mm. and a very good like eye for creativity like I know it when I see it but I can't create it mm. and so I think sometimes that kind of makes for the best surroundings for an artist like you don't have to be super creative but if you're the kind of person that can like really build and it sounds like your parents were that for you like oh. really like encourage and build and like value art even though and I almost value it so much because I can't do it on my own. I need artists in my life to do oh, it for man. me. Well, yeah, I think we, that is so true. I would, I would venture to say probably behind any sort of artist, songwriter, poet, author, there's probably someone, even if it wasn't like in the home or yeah. family member, there's someone who said, mm. I see something in you. I'm going to call that out and like try to, try to feed that, and, that and nurture that love that yeah so I was lucky I feel like I got it at home and then more more and more places and Great. so it was almost I I don't think I saw myself as an artist before other people noticed and said there's something about your voice there's something about your the way with words there's something about this and and they I almost had to catch up to them if that makes sense that's great that's beautiful yeah that's awesome 
And I think that's a good lesson too for all of our listeners. And just like, yeah. if you have an artist in your life, go encourage them. Mm-hmm. Ask them like, have you written a new song lately? Can I hear it? <laughs> really encourage them. I think that people don't realize how much we need that. And that's actually, this is what Sky Peterson and I were talking about. Oh, awesome. Um, when she came on, we were talking about how like, we are so made for community so made for community. Yeah. And that is so evident in the creative process. Like the way that like I live with some roommates too and yeah. with some artists, sorry. I live with some artists and <laughs> they will say, hey, I wrote a song and I don't think it's good and they'll play it for the house. And we'll all be like, you have to record that as mm. soon as possible. Yeah. Because we absolutely just need each other in order to be able to create well, which makes sense. It's a beautiful thing. It's very vulnerable sometimes to share what you do. I also, I have a pretty wide view of the creative life. So Mm -hmm. some of us are maybe artists by trade where we have a very easily, oh, look, they're, you know, she's a musician or she Mm -hmm. has an album out. So she, but I think, man, because God is the artist, Mm I do think that we're all really wired for that kind of living. And maybe that means you paint or write or draw or whatever. Or maybe it means that like, but but our capacity to be creative is there because your fashion after like in this like Imago Day image of God thing. And so that also means, yeah, we have the ability to speak that, that out in other people. And it's a vulnerable thing to share your art your creativity, your ideas with another person. And this is just like a little free advice for yeah. for the patrons is like, I think one thing that's really been helpful to me is like specific, like encouraging feedback. Mm. So maybe, maybe we've all had that experience of kind of you show someone something and they sort of go, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you're sometimes that's a little tough because I think what we really want to know is like, is someone like listening, seeing this, paying attention? And there have been some communities I've been a part of, some writing communities I've been a part of in Nashville that have really taught me how to listen and give creative feedback to people and go, here's specifically what I love about this. Here's what I hear. Yeah. Here's what's so strong. Here's what stays with me and what I'm seeing in you. And that's the kind of thing I think that really does build up an artist and go, oh, I I don't think you're, you're not just like my dad kind of patting me on the back or something. It's like, you're really seeing and responding to that, to what I'm making and and to me. I think too. Okay. So a few weeks ago, we also had Savannah Locke on the podcast to talk about the Faithful Project, which you were a part of too. Yes. And that was what she was sharing about too. She was sharing about how that was so helpful for her to learn how to give positive but like specific feedback. Yeah. I'm not just like, oh, that was great. It really made me feel good. But like, yeah. I love this image. I love that. Yeah. Which is awesome. So the, yeah, the Faithful Project, which you guys have probably already heard a little bit yeah. about on Savannah's episode, but was this project I got to be a part of with my bandmate, Jess. And we we both got invited to this thing, this writing retreat. And they started off these writing sessions before we got kind of grouped up into our, our songwriter groups with these creative writing, kind of free writing prompts Mm -hmm. and an organization that's here in Nashville, but you can find them on Instagram. It's called The Folds. Really powerful stuff. I would would credit a lot of the writing of this album to my connection to The Folds. And so I, I love the chance to talk about it now because we would start off 
Sarah McIntosh led us in these prompts. And, you know, sometimes the prompts were scripture, like from the book of Matthew or whatever. Sometimes it was like an object that was on the floor, like some objects were scattered around, or it would be like just a line. And basically you would have not that much time to think about it. You would just get the prompt and then they would say, okay, you have, you know, nine minutes or seven minutes, like write, just write. And the and the point is to write and not edit yourself at all. The point is just to go and like see what happens. And so you'd write, and then this is the scary part. <laughs> you come back in the circle So there's maybe like, you know, 15 to 20 women there. You come back in the circle and you share what you've written, like just sketched out. And then people have the chance to speak into it. And there are some rules around that. And yeah, you can, you can only share what's strong, what stays with you. There's anonymity kind of stuff around it. There's, and, and I think it was really powerful. And, and I found myself, the more I was a part of this group, the full, that wasn't my first you know, interaction with them. I've done several retreats. And what I have noticed is the same thing that Savannah was saying is that it's changed the way I've responded to people in my Mm -hmm. life, not even art, but just kind of like a friend recently, you know, was telling me about an interaction she had with her son. And I found myself saying, I love that you said this to him. Mm -hmm. I love that you looked at him this way. And I think there's something so great about that. It's one thing to say, you're a good mom. Mm -hmm. Wow. You're a good mom. And that is a beautiful sentiment, but to go, here's what I really see, you know? And I think really as a songwriter, that's what you're trying to do. You can say in your song, you're a good mom, or let's, let's say you're writing a song about who God is or some, some aspect of who God is. You could say, God is good. And that's a lovely thing to say, or I think there's this great invitation we have as writers, like, show me, you know, like, let's, let's get into the details of our life and like, show me that God is good. Show me that he's faithful. Show me that, you know, that, that new life and hope can be born out of pain. So that is a fun exercise, Yeah, you know, to just find new ways of saying it. Yeah, this is such a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit more about like you and your path to give me like a rundown on like the works that you've put out and then we can get to like what you're working on now. Cool. Well, so I guess I grew up in Texas, like I said, and I went to college. I kind of, I left Texas to go to college in South Carolina to Clemson. And that's kind of where I first started scratching a little bit on this okay I think I want to write songs Mm -hmm. and I remember playing you know I would play little coffee shop gigs or a lot of like cover song type stuff where I'm like I'll just be at this restaurant for five hours and sing pop covers or country covers or something the whole time and then the more I, I was just kind of writing songs and pursuing this whole other career path of like nonprofit work and stuff like that and I was just trying to I think I was trying to find what is mine to do in the world and kind of not not really knowing, even though there was this creative work I was doing all along the way. And then I was a part of this church in North Carolina. I ended up in North Carolina and um, was a part of this church. And there was a family there that had just been to something called a house concert. I would think maybe maybe some of you guys oh, have heard. Our patrons are big 
fans of house guys concerts. like the house concerts we do okay. them all the time all over the country dude very cool well i love house concerts yes, i love i love them playing too. them i had never heard of one so this friend of mine marcy she comes up to me she's like we just went to a house concert and i'm like what is that and she's like they just got addicted to it and so she's like we want to host one and we were thinking who do we know that's written songs oh taylor and so they're like do you want to play a house concert and i kind of like big gulp (laughs) okay uh yeah I felt like I wanted to say yes so I said yes and I did that and that kind of set me on this path of I just remember that night sharing songs with people in a room for the first time not doing cover songs but doing like sharing these songs I written and feeling like the delight of God feeling like I think that question I've been asking what's mine to do in the world I just had this it like clicked into place for me. Like, I think this is it. But that is a scary thing to realize and to say. So I was very lucky to quickly meet two amazing songwriters. One is Krista Wells, who was living in North Carolina at the time, who really became like a mentor and then big sister to me. And Krista introduced me to Jess Ray. Mm-hmm. And that was a kind of like a huge both meeting both of those women right around the same time was a really pivotal game changer like paradigm shifter just okay I feel like that's when things kind of got started because Jess was sort of figuring out if you guys don't know Jess Ray's music mm, she's so good you gotta go and, she's and so, so get good. that <laughs> and so I I admired Jess right away and we're about the same age and there's not many you know, songwriters doing kind of what we do in yeah. Nor- in Raleigh, North Carolina. So we find each other and just a lot of kindredness there. Jess also was kind of learning that she really loved production and loved making records. And so I have I have these kind of list of gro- or a growing list of songs. And Jess is like, "Hey, let's make some demos." You know, mm. and so I go over to her house and we make some demos. She's like, and we really liked this. So we're like, "Well, let's just." call that an EP so I put this little EP out and like back in that would have been maybe like 2015 and then that was pretty fun I was like wow okay like I made an EP and then I, I kept writing I wrote more songs and Jess is like hey I think I'm ready to like try like a full-length album if you want to do it and so we decided to do that and that is a project I'm so proud of still it came out in 2017 but that's called River House mm-hmm. beautiful yeah it's it I think it reflected such an important time of my life and really just me kind of breaking down the story of how God kind of went from a great idea in my brain to like a a person, yeah, you know, that I knew and, and really just wanting to like, I felt like it was an album where I was telling my story of doing that. But then the, the awesome thing that happened was sharing that album. I felt like I got to hear and then, you know, doing house shows and all kinds of stuff like that I got to hear from people hey this really helps me feel like I can you know I'm hearing something from God or you know whether they would there's these specific songs that seem to kind of stand out for people and I was hearing like this makes me feel less alone or I've never heard someone say it just like this or man I just feel like this song you wrote like you must have Somehow you knew my life story or something. And that is the mystery, the beauty of music. Somehow it's like you're you're telling your story and then it finds people, you know? Yeah. 
who maybe have that similar question and stirring in their heart. And so that was really sweet. So that was River House. And then since then, you know, I feel like for me, the path is like, I want to be a better songwriter. I just want to get, I want to get better at the craft and I want to get more honest. I want to just keep digging deeper. And so I feel like in the, gosh, it's been almost four years since then I've been writing. I put out a couple singles since then, but really like trying to get a little bit deeper into what stories do I want to tell? And sonically, like what, what, what do I sound like? Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's, that's, I think that's a journey every artist has to go on because, yeah. And it sounds so obvious, but it really is something that you figure out and you find. Sometimes you find the hard way and yeah. sometimes you try something and you go, that didn't feel quite true to me. And sometimes that evolves and changes. You can have one artist you know, come out with multiple albums and you can hear them trying things on yeah. and shifting. And so for me, I'm really excited about the the music that I've been working on and that I've been writing. And this album that is somehow, I can't believe it, it's like about to come out because really the idea for it started in 2019. So it's been a slow process. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is it's... <laughs> It is like so much, I, you know, someone was asking me recently, like, what do you feel like it's about? And I, I had to stop and think, it's kind of about being patient mm -hmm. and being present. And what a joke that <laughs> an album about being, being patient has taken me <laughs> so long yeah. because in the, right in the middle of my grand plans for it, you know, global pandemic hits yep so it just we were all forced into some sort of pause or hiatus and for me I was not sure if this thing was ever going to happen so I'm really celebrating right now that it is we it's tracked we recorded it it's about to it's coming it's yeah. like it's like almost yep. fully baked and already so, but not yet it's already but not yet mm -hmm. and it's like these songs I've been living with for now some of them for like two or three years that's awesome I can't wait to share them with people That's and great. to like keep having this conversation. That's kind of, I heard someone say that one time is like that being an artist is kind of like, it's, it's about jumping into a conversation that's already happening. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and you just kind of want to stay in. So like every album you're doing is like, okay, I'm here's a new, here's a new topic or here's a new thing. But that's how I feel. I'm just excited to be there. And this album for me is like a little bit closer to the music I grew up listening to. So it's very much like an Americana mm -hmm. record. And I, I hear all my like influences in it. That's and awesome. I think I was, yeah, it's just been so fun to go. What if this could sound like, like the, the most kind of me, I guess, mm. of anything I've done so far. So that's great. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about some of the songs too. So Happy or Whatever. Happy is or whatever. on all platforms, which is so fun. Yes. And like the most relatable song ever. <laughs> yeah, so happy or whatever. I joke that this song is kind of inspired by Instagram, but really just... <laughs> we have lots of conversations about Instagram on the podcast, by the way. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I, neither do I. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think... Really, I, I it's a song about how easy it is for it would be easy for me to say about all of us and our. But I think 
I was really speaking to my, just my own kind of how quickly I become like dissatisfied with what I have, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, I see something that I think is better or yeah. And I think just the, the endless scroll somehow sometimes blocks me from gratitude. Really. It's like, I have this idea of like what the ideal version of me would be or my ideal life or, you know, it's it's a lyric in in the third verse is I had a photograph of where I thought I should be by now. So I wrote that song with my friend, good friend, Jordy Searcy, and he is so brilliant. And you said he's been... Yeah, so Jordy's been on the podcast before. Such a good songwriter. Oh, Oh, he he also has done a live stream with us. We've done a lot with him. He's genius. And I was stuck on Happy or Whatever. I had the song, I had the idea, I had a verse and a chorus, and I I just didn't know how to finish it. So I brought it to Jordy, and he just like so brought the heart. And we had this great conversation about, about like being thankful and Mm -hmm. about that picture, you know, like having this picture of who you think you should be and realizing that like, as long as you keep that picture in front of you, it's really hard to embrace who Mm -hmm. you are and the life that you have, as long as you're just looking at what you think you should have and should be and should want and all that stuff. And so it's been fun to share that song and put that out. And that song will be uh, on the album along with some others. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to talk about one more song. <gasps> of before course. We close up. But yeah. I just saw you at the Ryman with Andrew Peterson. Wow. It was beautiful. It was what a night. The Easter show. Yeah. It was just like a beautiful, beautiful show, just about the resurrection. But you sang this beautiful song called Poetry, which yeah. I instantly fell in love with. Oh, man. And all of the girls I was with afterwards, and we went with like a group of girls, afterwards we were talking about the show and all of them said that they were, that song was their favorite of the whole show. Oh my goodness. Well, poetry, you guys. So I mentioned like the idea for the album, this this record I'm about to release. I mentioned it kind of started in 2019 and it started with that song, mm. with poetry, because... It was inspired by this Ignatian prayer, actually, which is called, you can find it. Oh my gosh. Okay. The author is this French guy. It's like Pierre Teilhard de Chardin or something like that, which good luck spelling that. But you could find it if you Google above all trust in the slow work of God. And that's the first line. And it just, it reached out. I heard that and it reached out and grabbed me above all trust in the slow work of God. And it ends as the whole thing's beautiful. It's, it's not very long. And it ends with this, give our Lord the benefit of the doubt of believing that his hand is guiding you and accept the anxiety of feeling yourself in suspense and incomplete. But mm. basically like I was finding myself very much in an in-between place in my life and the already and not yet. And just the very like the longing and the kind of like where I don't know where I'm going and all that. I just feel, I feel the anxiety of of being incomplete. And that song, I think just, it it came very quickly, I remember. And it felt like such a gift from God of just kind of this promise I was feeling from him of like almost looking around me in nature and everything beautiful, like kind of happens pretty slow. Mm. You know, like being in North Carolina where there's just like, oak trees everywhere and thinking like an oak tree starts from this dry dry little seed and you put it in the ground and maybe like 
200 years later. So hopefully it won't take 200 years for some of us. But I think sometimes the work of God and especially the most beautiful work, I think, which is like what he's doing in our lives and in our stories just takes a long time. And, And you may be just in this moment of feeling like, I don't like who I am right now, or I don't like where I am right now. But what if I could trust that God's actually telling a story with my life? Like yeah. in Ephesians chapter two, it says, I'm God's workmanship. But that that Greek word, like in some translations, it says, I am his masterpiece. And I think the Greek word is poema. Mm. And so it's like, isn't this a crazy thought? Like, what if I am God's poetry. I'm a poem that he's writing. And so I can trust that the person writing the poem is very good at his craft, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. That will definitely, that, that song will be out this summer. So that's awesome. Well, tell us where we can find you on Instagram website. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to, to follow along. It's going to be an exciting summer with like singles coming out in June, July, August, the whole album I think will be coming this fall. And we're still just, you know, little little tweaks tweaks, kind of figuring that out, but um, really excited. So it'll be a fun just couple months to follow along the story and hopefully some live music coming this fall. So yeah, I'm really excited and I'd love for you to follow along. So you can find me on Instagram at Taylor. Le- like L-E-O-N, just the first part of my last name. Mm-hmm. I don't make people spell the end of it. So okay. it's Taylor, L-E-O-N, or Taylor Leon. And then I'm on on Facebook. I'm like barely on Twitter. I'm not a very interesting That's person. what everybody says. Artists don't like Twitter because it's not as fun and artsy. I kind of just, it's like you have to either be like super smart or like or funny. really funny. Really and funny. I, I don't know that Twitter is like where my humor <laughs> really yeah. shines. So... <laughs> Yeah, all those things, YouTube. And then also I'm one half of a duo called Mission House with Mm -hmm. my friend Jess Ray. And that you can also find on Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Beautiful. Taylor Linhart or Mission House on all of those things. And um, that'd be really fun. Well, thank you so much for coming. (gasps) Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. This has been so great. You're listening to I Don't Have Much by Mission House, a beautiful collaboration between Taylor Linhart and her bandmate, Jess Ray. You can check out that song everywhere digital music is streamed, Spotify, Apple Music, you name it. Another amazing conversation between Marisol and one of our contributing artists, one of our featured artists. You know, Taylor Linhart is not someone I knew a whole lot about before this episode. And to be honest, there's something magical that happens every time we get a couple of women together in the Love Good studio. The feminine genius just kind of explodes all at once. And I'm so grateful for that. That's obviously something that I will never bring to the Love Good podcast. And so Marisol, well done. Taylor, what a privilege 
Hope everybody enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, next Thursday, it's June 10th, we have yet another live stream concert, this time with Dawson Hollow, of course, one of the big artists featured in our summer package to patrons. They're going to be playing original songs, many of them from their brand new album, Even When It Doesn't Rhyme. And if you want to get an email notification as soon as that concert goes live on Thursday, June 10th, go to lovegoodlive.com and sign up today. Also, that's your chance to become a patron where you get all kinds of perks, including a meet and greet Zoom experience with Dawson Hollow after the show. And as always, the seasonal package, which this time around happens to include their new album, Autograph. So another amazing week, another amazing opportunity. Nothing but love, nothing but prayers from Tampa, from Nashville, and frankly, from everywhere Love Good seems to have a home, which is small pockets all over planet Earth. We're grateful to you guys, most especially to our patrons. Have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next time around with Dr. Ryan Hinton. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Love Good Podcast. Share this episode link on social media, leave us a review, and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. You'll start enjoying our premium content and seasonal packages that not only raise your standard for music, books, and art, but that also inspire you to evangelize culture through beauty. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.